0: That's no Moon. Hello there, and welcome to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. I am Cockles, your host, and it is episode 18. Today, we are Sons le chien manger Andy Terrell, who is uh, currently... Um, He's, he's feasting in France. That's what that's what we'll say. We won't say what he's feasting on. Il mange le Beaucoup de chien. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's in France having having a holiday um, as as is his will. Uh, so instead, we are joined with um, the usual Olly Dyer. How are you, my friend? Buongiorno. Feeling pretty pretty suave. Right, and I w- see so this is the intro I had for you. I was going to go. It was Oli Dyer. That's the old man. <laughs> that man there. Uh, that man there. Uh, that what I'll do is I'm going to take oh. that. I'll take that down. That's going to sound better when it comes on the podcast. Later on, but yeah. uh,
1: and for for the people at home that are wondering where that where that little sound snippet has come from, that is from Tony touches you where you don't want to be touched. Top <laughs> Uh <laughs> the, so that, the, the tallest driving instructor in the world.
0: What was uh, who you made sit in the back of a Renault Clio when uh, driving uh, out on the social night out? I, I
1: absolutely did, mate, because. you know, <laughs> I'm not sitting in the back, scrunched up between Tom and Jeff. That's you crazy. To, you didn't have to be between. You could have been on the end. He was on the end behind you. That's fine. I moved forward. I don't mind my knees being a bit but bunched up. But I, ain't, I ain't sitting in back. No
0: way. You sound so much, so much more northern then. But there we it's,
1: go. It's whenever it's whenever I get mildly irate. <laughs> just like the northern blood just th- flows through you. And you're
0: That's like, oh! it. Um next up on the people I'm going to introduce I'm going to introduce this man um literally as the um the physical manifestation of an Ewok. Uh Andreas killey how are you doing?
2: Good evening. Hi everyone. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. It's fine. It's fine. Thank you for joining us at what was
0: late notice because let's be fair Ollie said he was going to be late and I went well it could just be me and Kev for a little while and uh, spoilers who's coming on in a minute and you went I'll answer the call. And lo and behold, Ollie surprised everybody in existence, including himself, and we're arriving on the time he said he would. So uh we're all good. But uh yeah, welcome to the show. It's gonna be good. Um obviously you've got some stuff to you can plug later on. Obviously, we're gonna talk about Ewoks as well. Um uh, your 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 brethren, as I shall say. And uh, yeah, so that's all good. So uh welcome to the show and last but not least we're expanding our list of people who live in countries that have been on the podcast So we've done america we've had poland we've had germany um have i missed any countries out i mean we've only had three plus ourselves in the uk so uh, even though this guy's british he's actually in holland so he represents team holland is kev jones or i don't know how to really say jones in holland Be i don't know but yeah
3: kev jones how you doing Hello, hi. I'm doing well, thanks. It's Good probably it, the equivalent is probably Janssen, I would say.
0: That sounds that sounds more Danish.
3: Yeah, but it's it. I think that's what I was told. It was Janssen, so go with so
0: that. The first question I have for you is, how how many stoop bottles do you still have left from bringing them over to the UK?
3: I only have a couple, I believe. Which um, I had one with a cup of tea today. It was lovely.
0: And the next question is, how many packs are you bringing over? <laughs> when you come on <laughs> KGT,
3: and, and can I
0: send you a euro and just bring me a pack for me?
3: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I'm bringing a few packs then. So I,
0: I, I think we'll put a little, we'll put a thing out in our Discord for for, for the for patrons, saying anyone who wants some stew waffle, uh, donate one one euro to kevjones.com
3: dot <laughs> They're on me. Don't um, worry.
0: Oh, well, perfect. That's all good. I didn't try the other ones you said I should try, um, but there we go. Such is life. Uh but we also dis- dis- were discussing briefly before the, the show, you might be the we, I thought it was the first, but you're actually probably the second most travelled Legion player in the world. I do get around. Giggity. Um so you've been to let's sorry, the count the countries. You've been to it, you've played in America, you've played in Holland, obviously, you've played in yep. the UK, played in Germany, Italy. Denmark? Denmark? Italy?
3: Yep. I'm going to Italy in November there you go uh, spain not yet oh uh, I, I might be going to the team worlds in february i'm yet to decide
0: oh but oh here's a question what team will you be representing
3: um i will be probably part of the netherlands foreign legion
0: ah look at that that worked out quite well but uh, yeah so keep, uh, keep keep posted on that one um and that's and the this is your quartet for this week's uh, this week's show um in the show we will be discussing uh Ewoks. we'll be discussing uh, the that's no moon event that uh Ollie ran uh Ollie, Ollie was Ollie ran uh, I, uh won't spoil anything else as to who the who won or anything like that um might checking a few rules about certain things if winners can do certain things but we'll check <laughs> um we'll be talking uh and we'll be talking about um what it's like playing in a country where legion is sort of starting up because uh, it's obviously we've had the experience over here in the uk and that sort of thing but kev obviously you live in holland we'll be talking about what it's like <coughs> excuse me what it's like in holland with a in a nation where it's sort of all starting up so is everyone sort of still learning are you are you like the godfather or that sort of stuff we'll talk about that in a bit uh but first off as always we'd like to thank our patron supporters Uh, who make this possible Uh, not only this podcast but also the video stuff that goes out of which the most recent video is our that's no moon hoppy talk that came out with myself and justin reed and his amazing work um to when well today is tuesday when you listen to it it's different but it came out uh, as of the 25th of july so um if you haven't watched tune in and all that jazz yeah, so Thank you to all. Uh, if you want to subscribe and you want to know more, please go over to patreon.com forward slash that's no moon and you'll find more information up there. Those of you uh, who were the super members uh, or high tier members at uh, who were attending uh, That's No Moon, uh, the, the TNM, TNM event in Daventry recently received hoodies personally from me with a lovely handshake um, uh, including my son who chose to put on his hoodie mini cockles, which so no one will ever not see who the hell he is now so there we go. Uh, So thank you to all. And um, if you head over to our YouTube channel as well, youtube.com TNMPod, and you can see all the videos that uh, the lovely Tom has been putting up. Tom sends his love, but uh, his internet hasn't been set up in his house. The irony is I work for a company that sets up the internet, so what can you do? And he's nowhere near me, so it's not my patch. I can't see it. Moving on. Ollie, how was your weekend, mate? Oh, it was, uh, it was rough at
1: times, I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> it was, uh, we went out on... Uh, it was the M Open this weekend, World's Qualifier. Uh, and yeah, it was over in Daventry at Battlefield Hobbies. Uh, we had 28 players in the end. Uh, we were going to have 27, uh, but to avoid a buy, I did the gentlemanly thing and stepped up to play.
0: Oh, look how that worked out.
1: Wow, well, yeah. Did uh, uh did qualify me for the World Championships twenty twenty four? Cockles did go two three. Just wanted to put that out there. I had to give out three white dice because he was terrible.
0: I like to help the community out, mate. No, you don't. Because <laughs> <I
1: agree.
0: You laughs> do, just... one of those individuals definitely didn't have a clear white dice, and he was very happy with that. Well, no, you know
1: it was a it was it was the prize given for the weekend. However, I did also behind the scenes. Watch you internally raging
0: after losing some of those games. There was no well, internal raging. I can't believe I've done this. I, just, I would the, the so uh, the three people that I'll I'll, I'll I'll come on to it in a bit. There's no there's no internal raging. It's just we'll come on to it in a bit. We'll do we'll do reviews in a bit. Yeah,
1: it was um, yeah. Twenty eight players, five rounds, um, three on day one, uh, and then a social with some cracking karaoke. Uh, and then two more rounds on day two for a, a nice, well-deserved early finish for everybody involved. Uh yeah, we had TNM scenery on the tables. Um, the event ran really, really well. Uh, I think everybody enjoyed themselves. We had an absolute boatload of prizes at the event, promos, dice, sealed product. Uh, I think we were doing two, uh, two spot prizes per round, and those prizes varied from uh, sets of order tokens, promos, dice, uh, all kinds really um, and then I'll probably just talk you a little bit through my games
0: um, so Why do you find that? I'm just going to put no surprise Ollie ran Blizzard Force call... on. No, no. Hold on but does that mean you're retiring that list now in for future events that you play in given that you've already got your ticket for it
1: No Oh for god's sake <laughs> Right, so so, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell you why. if it is a 19-player or less event, then I will not run Blizzard. You have my word, folk who listen to the show. Okay, if it's 19 or less, you won't see my Blizzard force. The moment it touches 20, Blizzard is on the table, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sacrificing hard-earned Dave Grant beating Elo points that already stresses me out enough for for a bit of fun. That's not, that's not how we, uh, that's not how I operate, I mean, as as you all know.
2: Ollie, oh, before, before you oh, yeah. move on to uh, giving us a, a rundown of what happened, you said you said earlier the the day was rough, the weekend was rough. Was that, was that because the games of Legion were rough, or because the night outs preceding and in uh, between the two days were rough? Uh,
1: well, oh man, yeah, the nights out. <laughs> uh, I went, so I went out on Friday. I thought to myself, I can't go and play in my own event and not at least attempt to give myself some small handicap so people can't moan at me. I end up doing well so we went out drinking on friday to a nice little retro bar in uh, in northampton with like uh, arcade games and stuff uh and then got home at about two got up got over to the event for about eight set up the tables went for it uh and then on the second night is where i drank much more uh, but that's when the Jaeger bombs came out and that was just uh that was just painful
2: I think for anyone that hasn't attended one of these big two-day events that's pretty standard here in the UK isn't it
1: Oh yeah no I, I, absolutely we're all no. um we're all we're, we're all particularly binge drinkers and it didn't even go it didn't even go full turbo because Andy wasn't there
0: And on so that I, note and on that note we even had, had um, Michael who was who's from Australia who was travelling he was in the UK and happened to be at the, here at the time and his words were I genuinely thought you guys were taking the mick or exaggerating oh no you do go hard on your nights out
1: yeah, no, absolutely, uh, he, absolutely great dude he was. Um,
3: Who yeah. went home minus a shirt pocket? Well,
1: Correct. yeah, he, he did go home minus a shirt pocket because a drunk Ollie decided to run up behind him and rip it off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't come out dressed so formal. That's that's what you get. He came out. It was like, oh, this is a good night out, and he came. Then he got literally Ollie chased him down the street. Ripped his shirt pocket off and came. And he came back with it, some sort of like victory thing. Going, no, oh, I've got his pocket. And we were like, why did you do that? He went, because I was drunk. And we went, Michael, do you know he's got his pocket? He went, I don't know why he did that, but it's fine. There was no rip mark or anything. It was actually just like a clean off. So that was kind of half impressive.
1: I I, I am experienced in ripping off shirt pockets whilst drunk. <laughs> So do 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 heed that as a warning. Anybody who's coming up for the social at MKGT... Everyone protect... in Do t-shirts. not bring
3: shirt in pockets. Yeah, do, do,
1: do, do, not, do not leave the house with shirt pockets. Everyone in T-shirts. Um, oh, so my round one game is against Ed Law, uh, regular out of Reading, and one of uh, Mike Reese's uh, regular players. Uh, so he was running Empire, 800 points, 11 activations. Uh, it was Iden Versio with four squads of Storms, with HH12s and Stormtrooper Specialists. Uh, one in, one Inferno squad with Dell, Gideon, Hunter, Smoke Grenades, two Scout Trooper Strike teams with the DLT-19s and three 74Z speeder bikes. Um, we played Bombing Run. Um, so it came, we, we, no surprise to anybody, we both managed to score all three of our bombs. Uh, and then, yeah, it just came down to kill points at the end. I think I left him with an Iden Versio at the end. Uh, and I'd lost uh, a couple of bikes at that point, so it was uh, a it was a close game score wise. Just the just just the kill point and the uh, the action economy saved me towards the end. Um, Cockles, what about your game one?
0: I was playing the um, the Pro- the prodigal son. Um, my my son, Mini Cockles, uh, Jack. I gave him a good name. Um... And it was, he was running what was a a slight variation of my old Yoda Kenobi list with the Wookiees and the Bark and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, And I won. It was key positions or intercept the transmissions. It was no, it it was intercept. And I won. Um, The reason that I won was that he was too cagey with his units pushing up. So I was able to pick them off at range slowly. He did get Wookiees into me, he did kill Anakin. Um, but because of the sheer weight of volume of my dice and the fact that i out activated him by three i was able to just whip him down whip him down whittle him down i was one wound away from tabling him it would have been uh, one wound away from tabling him uh, when he had yoda left on one wound um it was a, it was rough for him but it was like but i think after he did that i had the chat about because obviously again it's, it's the list i used and they did and stuff and I said to him, said this is what you should be doing, run it up as a as a threat, because by the time you kill either a squad of Wookies, Yoda and Kenobi are still alive and they get into your lines, or by the time you're trying to shoot Yoda, Kenobi's Ceresoing and guarding the crap out of everything, or by the time you kill Kenobi, you've still got Yoda and Wookiees to deal with. So that's the way to run that. You've got to be hard and in fact You've got to be real quick with it and get it in that sort of thing. Get it into the lines while, while you can. Um And that was my first game. Um, but yeah, it was good fun. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was an it was a good opener because obviously I was tired, uh, from the night before as well. And
3: yes, um,
0: uh, Kev, your game won. How'd you do?
3: Unlike the two of you, I lost my first game. I was playing Christmas Nightmare Palp List.
0: Oh, yeah, you were playing my son's brother,
3: yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it's the list that, that Andy stole to get his uh, World's Invite. Um, uh, I, 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 I'd heard about it on the podcast, but I didn't realize how tanky it was. And I made a mistake of pushing forward with my two bounty hunters. I was playing uh, Vader, a callous double bounty. Um, I pushed forward with my bounty hunters, did some damage he repaired it all, or barriered it all. I lost my bounty hunters, and then I was up against it. I, I picked off a couple of his units, I think the uh, the mortars, and it came down to turn five, and I played um, um ISB investigation, and he couldn't play Palp's Bomb on, on turn six, which gave me a fighting chance. But then I killed Palp. He couldn't, he didn't kill much. Um, Then Vader, unfortunately, was on the key position. And IG88 came in. And because he'd already played the card where I couldn't use any green tokens, unfortunately, he finished off Vader. And that won him the game with the bounty. It was close. I I would have lost on kill points anyway, I think. Um, But uh, a rough start. But it was uh, it was interesting. It was a very interesting game against a, a very interesting list.
0: Uh, Killy, before we move on to round two, any quick questions on the round one summaries? Anything for it? Anything you would like to know? Any major queries?
2: No. But that's that's fine because I, I wasn't there. No, but if you
0: if you have any major queries, you're more than welcome to say <laughs> hold hold on, what happened there? That sort of thing. I will
2: um, climb in when something pops up.
0: So we'll go reverse order again, so we'll get this time. So, Kev, you who did you end up playing in Game
3: 2? In Game 2, I was playing... Good question. i <laughs> totally forgotten. It's um, fine, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, I was playing Jordan. Uh, that was it. Blizzard Force. Um, with uh, Commander Vader. So it was very similar to Tolly's. Um... I haven't had great luck against Blizzard Force, I have to say. I, I I think the only time I've ever had good luck against Blizzard Force was in LGT when I got my World's Invite last year. I beat Blizzard Force twice. Um, thankfully, i would managed to pull off a win in this one. Um, it all came down to Jordan deployed Vader way too far towards the back. Um, and he had to burst of speed. To even get him anywhere near the key. It was key positions again. And he needed to burst of speed to get him anywhere near the key position. It was a very cagey game. Um, I ended up taking all of his bikes out. They were trying to uh, pressure my back key position. Um, and I could push my Vader forward and push his Vader back so that he, once he'd burst of speed, um, and the turn after when he when he got rid of the immobilised token. I pushed him back twice uh, with force push and he, he just couldn't get anywhere near the center key position. So, um, did, did, did you, did you force push him on
1: the turn he was immobilized?
3: No, no, I, I waited until he was, he was, um, uh, no longer immobilized. I, I left him alone while he was immobilized and I went after his, his remaining bikes Good and then back. as soon as he was, he was unimmobilized, I, he'd already, he'd already burned his, uh, implacable. I implacabled, and then I could push him back twice. Um, he, he then, he, it was then, that was round five. He couldn't make um, the key position then, and he couldn't even push my units off. He was too far back. So we could kind of called it there then because, it, yeah, he, he couldn't get enough on the central position.
0: Cool, and I believe that was a two-on-win for yourself, looking at the thing, two-on-win uh, yeah. on key positions, danger close on clear conditions. Uh, Oli, we we'll go with you because uh, you had to go two there. So what did you do? What did you do and who did you do it against?
1: Uh, I was up against Michael Montgomery, our Australian-Spanish friend. Uh, so his list was called One Trick Phony, 786 points, uh, seven activations. It was Gar Saxon with Combat Shield, Saxon Z3X Jetpack Rockets, and Saxon ZX Flame Projector, Maul with Choke, Push, Vigilance into the Fray and the Darksaber, two Naked Pike Syndicate Foot Soldiers, and then three Mandalorian Super Commandos with Marksman, Combat Shields, Concussion Grenades, Super Commando Jetpack Rockets. Um, So we ended up playing Hostage Exchange on Danger Close, uh, and essentially there was a there, there was a bit of a, there was a small line behind a building where michael set most of his army so we were going back and forth and it came to the point where um i left my hrus to be the last things to set up um and unfortunately for michael like i was able to set my hrus in such a spot where in ter- on turn 1 they were both getting open shots at range 3 um like right, well almost at range 3 on mandos um you know cuz he uh yeah, it was it was it was just a bit of a rough draw for him on that front. Um so yeah, I managed to kill a couple of Mandos off quite early and then a couple of them refused to die. So he sent Maul after the HRUs instead of at the hostage in the middle, um which then me- meant that Vader was just able to freely move into the hostage in the middle, um and my guy was able to just to get back with uh with no real worries. Um so yeah, so I think at the end of the game um he was left with uh I think Maul died. So I think he was left with Saxon and a squad of uh, super commandos. Um, so yeah, that that one was that one that one was a little less close, but that was only due to just some small mistakes at turn zero, and then I think probably a wrong choice in where he sent Maul, um, as he should have tried to compete for the hostage in the middle, as he didn't have the activations to table me.
0: And uh, so that was your win, and uh, so I'll bring it home with a loss. Uh, I played jo- Jonathan Hall in game two, uh, and lost on payload. Here's a, here's a piece of advice, kids. If you're playing playing an objective, remember that to read read it again and again and again. If you don't play it a lot, because I forgot that it's unit leaders, not troop leaders, uh, for payload. Because so so bark speeders count. So I could have I, I could. I could, there's a few things I could have done and I could have ma- maybe made it better but at the same time it, it, it's the fair result it's the fair result for what happened because um, some dice things happen and dice told stories and basically I didn't it, it came down to points and I lost about 98 points um, I had managed to hold up his payload by using my barks but what I could have done is used my barks to go to assist my payload. And use my troopers with their bigger dice balls against his units to kill what was kill what was his list. He was running a Cody Bark Fluttercraft list with uh, Boyle and a few other squads and a couple other squads with medics. Um, I was able to kill Boyle fairly early on, and I was a bit uh, what's the word aggressive, uh, greedy with Anakin pushed him up a bit quick, trying to get the saber throw shot with with fire support onto Cody, it did work but at the same time it's kind of like, was it worth was it worthy? worth doing that because I couldn't counter very well he didn't kill Anakin quickly after that but it was just like, ah oh, bugger, what can I do here, um, also remember that you have Guardian if you have units with Guardian, because I could have Guardian boil onto Padman, totally forgot about that because I was in the zone on other things, and that's just the way it is when you play new
2: stuff, because you forget that you have abilities and it's like, ah oh, great kill I just checking both of your lists out, and you've both got um, Payload as your as your objectives, which I find quite odd, um, especially considering the last changes, and uh, most people say that Payload is now a dead objective, basically, because it's too random and too table-dependent. Um, was Payload a conscious decision by, by either yourself or your opponent to, to choose? For me, um,
0: I put Payload in my deck because I figured people probably don't want to play it, and they'll probably veto it, and it's but more often than not, I I'm electing and or I'm being red because uh, because if if I have the beard or, or, or because I have at one point bit of I'm playing eight hundred list, I'm choosing to be red, and I use their deck, assuming it works for me. Um, I think I was red against Jonathan. I think I was red against Jonathan. I can't quite remember, um, and I can't remember what the I think it was between payload and sabotage, maybe can't remember but i think it was something i thought i won't do very well against that so i'll uh, as well against that so i'll try payload um because the table actually suited payload because where where it was advanced positions i had a clear like a, a literally a clear shot that would run to the piece of terrain that would be the furthest away his was slightly not as clear we'd have to go around a couple of bits but it, 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 that was the my i think that's what the way i sort of went yeah okay that's a straight shot if i can if i can ensure that i can move my cart most times I did, but then he did. He blocked me with his uh, flutter, with his giant base flutter, and um, yeah, just couldn't get. I, I was very close to touching. He was closer to touching the terrain, so it was close. But the right, I think it was the right result. I'm just there's a couple of things in my head. I, I look back and go, "Bugger, I could have done that." But hey, it doesn't matter.
2: These things happen. Yeah. No, I agree. I think depending on the table and what less you've got, payload still still works. There's no need to just drop it just because because of the changes in the way the payload moves. Yeah,
0: it's it, I think you're right when you said it is it table dependent and yeah, that was the I think that was the logic for my brain going that from point closest point edge of deployment zone to the likely piece of terrain he's going to pick, which would be the furthest away. It's a straight shot and it was literally a straight shot as well. Um and for, for and again for me, it, for him it was not so much he'd have to go around a couple of bits. So me is what is. and and so then I was one at one, much to Ollie's delight. Ollie, game three, you were playing someone. Who were you playing?
1: Uh, I was playing Elliot Thomas, uh, and Elliot Thomas's list is Empire, and it's called Bounty Brobots. It is eight hundred points, eleven activations, and it is General Veers with Underworld connections and improvised orders.
0: It's also I... disgusting that list, by the way.
1: It's, it's pretty tough to play against,
0: that's for sure. Um,
1: with IG-88 with Hunter, HQ uplink, targeting scopes, and then IG-11 with Hunter, HQ uplink, emergency stims, and bounty programming. He's then got Snowtroopers with Delmico and an R4 Astromech Droid, uh, two Storms with HH-12, Stormtrooper Specialist, Recon Intel, one Shore Trooper uh, naked, one DF-19 Mortar Trooper naked, and then he's got three Scout Trooper Strike Teams. Uh, so Elliot and I ended up playing Breakthrough on uh, danger close and war weary uh, so and we, this is one of these where it's a lot of turn zero stuff so i set because because of the way that danger close is as a board and the mission being breakthrough I can set all four units of bikes at the back center of the board because it's a relevant way your opponent sets up at that point assuming you're not playing blizzard force so you don't you know you're not gonna be coming up against the orbital bombardment um then or even layer. Actually, you probably need to hide more against layer as well. But um, you can just set square in the middle of the back, and it just gives you maneuverability as to where to go. Um, and then Elliot set, I think, one unit of snipers over on one side of the table, and the rest of his army on the other. So I set all my infantry invader up on the side to face his army, and the bikes just went down the far side. Um, so ended up being, like I said, four three to me on breakthrough. Um, there, are, there are a couple of choice ones and had i not have played so many reps with vader um then i would i could have quite easily lost um that game um because uh, i had to play very very casually with force pushes vader's mites and um and for and well standbys in that game to make sure that vader didn't die so it essentially came down to the fact that um i managed to get both the igs out of combat with vader and then i managed to vader's might a unit into vader and force push another in Um, at which point my HRUs could then focus on the IGs and Vader was safe in that bubble until the end where he had to send units to my deployment zone and then Vader just killed a couple of units and moved on in himself. But really good game, quite close.
0: Can we just put a little mention for Elliot here? Quite simply, and Kev, you might might agree with here, quite simply, one of the most amazing performances in a karaoke setting that I've ever seen. Um, So props... To that man there. Um that's all I'm gonna say, other than just bravo. And I think everyone was blown away. Am I right? No,
3: absolutely. The singing, the dancing, the, the facial expressions, it was all there. It
0: and all that
1: and, and all that from a sober man. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Killy, you missed out on a treat there, mate. I, I'm, Sorry, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm upset, very upset. Although <laughs> Elliot did say just back to the game, Elliot did say it was the sweatiest game he's had in a long time. <laughs> and you couldn't tell whom of you two was sweating the most.
0: Uh, I
1: mean, I, I, I'm I'm a fat boy, so I I, uh, I, I sweat like no tomorrow when in those situations.
0: Elliot Elliot did say actually in the uh, in the curry house in the evening after he said the fact that he made you sweat, he was actually felt happy about. <laughs> so he was like, "I'll take that as a win, the moral victory." There we go. So I know, so it's,
1: it's an absolute moral victory. And and just to, just let all the listeners know at home, every single person. Um, who I came up against across the course of the weekend was being cheered on by the other 26 people, and Tom at the event. Everybody was like, "Oh, is this the people's champion? Is this what is this one going to beat, Ollie?"
0: You, 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 you don't sound surprised. No, I'm not because I know what you like, Ollie. Yeah? <laughs> I think you. i will just put out that if you ran a different list, everyone would probably be much more accepting.
1: Do you know what, mate? I've done. I, I and I was, I was chatting to Andy about this the other day. Out of out of anybody in the world, I must be up there in the most reps of any one list of anybody in the world. I, I, Poss- I, I, like I'm, there. there's there's one guy who I reckon might outdo me, but and he does it on a character, and it was Nick Post who I played twice at Worlds, um, because he. Was absolutely phenomenal with Sabine when I played him, and he's been playing her since she came out.
0: Unless Andy has got twenty-seven thousand reps while being in France, um, because that's for all we know, that's what he's actually gone over and to do. He was you, you slagged off. He he slagged off the French it was like a double bluff, and he's actually over there playing Legion right now. Amazing. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, Kev, uh, talk about game three for yourself.
3: Yeah, I, I I had a tough one in the in round one with a very. Defense-minded list, and I came up against an absolutely horrifically defense-minded list with Mike Reese's five-zero-first. Uh, with all of the defensive tech, he was—he'd got um, Anakin, three full arcs, uh, an Echo Strike team, um, two Phase Twos with medics. Um, Anakin had Force Barrier, um, and Uh, I knew it was very defense teched. We were playing sabotage, major offensive, clear conditions. Uh, He set up in the middle behind a bunker. Um, And I I thought I would pressure him a little bit. Um, And after round one, the game was a little bit stale. And so I thought I would, um, how can I say, Um, liven things up by, by charging Vader in. And see if i could take out a few clones um short answer was no i couldn't <laughs> i ended up <laughs> i ended up killing quite a few bodies but no full units which was which was my downfall really um vader hung around for another round um killed a few more bodies but never a full unit and then he promptly died um mike healed units back, barriered whatever he could. And the game kind of fizzled out really, me trying to finish off a few uh, units just to even up the points killed. Because of course we both tapped out of both of our moisture vaps and it was gonna go down to points killed. So um, yeah, lesson learned against the 501st when it's very defense tech orientated. Don't rush Adrian.
0: You, you and I can... We both played Mike this weekend. I'll talk about him in a second, actually. I'll go straight off. So Mike in a second. Um, but yeah, the, it's interesting, that one. My game three was against um, Azure, Dave Grant's daughter and um, it was it was entertaining because um, we had the, we had an annoying terrain piece in the middle which was a, a tie advanced. A tie, bom- a tie advanced or tie bomber? A tie bomber. So I think models could just fit under it, which was fine. And she, mo- she ran a double bus... Din Luke list with a few troopers smattered about. Um, so she put the troopers, some troopers in the buses, and then ran Din into the middle, and it was hostage exchange. And I managed to, in turn one, she'd moved her hostage away, and then in turn two, I'd moved my, and turn one, I'd moved on obviously my back as well, so they sort of switched paths, um, and then in turn two, I literally jumped over. Anakin was able to then force push them back this way, and then managed to get into melee because it was it was advanced position. So we ended up we were really close anyway. And um, meanwhile, Dinjarin runs under the um, the tired bomber and is getting shot by literally all of my army. And at one point, had eleven suppression on him with only two wounds. Might have been three. Then he hops back into the bus, gets healed. Meanwhile, the next turn uh, Luke comes up, and I do and I do a very similar thing with Luke, and uh, then he goes in the bus and is getting healed up, and, just, and then out comes Luke again, fully wounded, uh, fully healed. In the meantime, while he's being healed, Din's come back out, and I've managed to kill the hostage unit, and Din has come up to try and whack me, whack Anakin, which he can do, and he's quite good in close combat. Didn't quite work out that way because Din had taken another couple of wounds, and I was able to then. Uh, charge clones in, and punched Din in the face. Who then dropped Grogu. By the way, we'll come to a Grogu thing in a second. Who then dropped Grogu. So I was able to claim the asset for lots of points, for victory points. But Grogu doing Grogu things. He rolled. He when he does his rolls, it's the blank and the surge that he does that does things. Not that not the normal shield. She got the the surge in the first one, which meant he was able to pass out um, heels to Din. And then he got the. Oh, that was how he healed. Actually, he didn't go on the bus. He was healed there. And that, and then and the second time when he charged, did when she charged Din in into Anakin, did the Grogu thing again and rolled the blank, which gives Anakin two suppression and two suppression and two immobilize. Uh, that was new. That was a new experience. Um, but yeah, it it was. It, it was entertaining to because it was all these these were things I hadn't come up against other than not Luke obviously, um, but it was I hadn't played Din um, with Grogu obviously I played Din against you uh, Killy, but um, not with Grogu, mm-hmm. um, but yeah but, but by the end of turn the, the, by halfway through the game um, just over halfway through the game she um, she conceded because I I would have had my hostage and her hostage in my deployment zone and grogu as the asset so uh, yeah so she conceded so that um that that, that, was, that was that game uh, and then into game 4 i played mike uh, as you, the, as you played in the previous list uh, kev and uh, it was i literally said at the start of the game this is going to come down to who whips rolls in key moments and it was um the the board was an endor themed one one for you killy uh, you'd like you'd like that you'd have been you'd have been wanting to play on that and, um, yeah, yeah. If anyone actually, if anyone's listening, obviously it was, if you, if you watched any of the first three games, it was the table that was streamed on day one. And it was one of, it was that. Um, it was Long March. And I was able to get, we were able, basically, we were, we were plinking away at each other. I shut down one of his arc squads by shooting them to suppress the hell at them and, and make them panic. And they couldn't do anything. So I shut down one squad, but he was still able to do, get, get things around. And it literally came down to, um, whiffing whiffing rolls on Anakin uh, and save rolls on in certain moments that he was actually making I didn't make. It was quite it was quite close. I, the right result, he made better decisions in than I did. And I uh I just Yeah, it's the way you learn, that sort of thing. I couldn't get through the I couldn't get through the green tokens. I could not get and even though I've got similar range to him, he's got fives, I've got four I've got fours, but I but with different activations. He's got Anakin as well, but a different style of Anakin to mine. Um, yeah, it was all just it, it. It was close, but no cigar for me. Um, but v it is what it is. Um, Ollie, you haven't spoken for a while. I'll go with you for game four. No, nope. yep. So my game
1: four. Um, I see this man's name get pulled up, and I am just like, oh, here we go. Here is my loss for the weekend, and it was Dave Grant. So um, we allowed one expletive to read out his list name. Yeah, go on. All right, thanks, Dad. So uh, Dave's last name, and for those of you listening who haven't quite cottoned on to our joke yet, uh, Andrew Terrell eats a lot of dogs, like on the regular. He's in he's in France because he's and because he's dyslexic, he thought all the restaurants were serving dogs' legs. So you know, he was uh, he was having some problems there. But Dave's Dave's list was the dog spot. <laughs> <one. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Dave's list was called the dog's bollocks, brackets, which Andrew Terrell will eat. Uh, 800 points, eight activations. It was Commander Vader with push, burst of speed, force reflexes, and inspiring presence. Two Stormtroopers with T-21s, medical droids, recon intel, and one Stormtroopers with just a medical droid. Uh, one IRG with electro guard into the fray, recon intel, and then two Jubak Riders with Into the Fray T21s, and one Jubak with Into the Fray HQ Uplink and T21s. Uh, So we were playing... Let me just get it up on here. So we were playing Breakthrough, uh, Advanced Positions, and Clear Conditions. Now, the deck... The the flop of the deck came down very much in my favour here, um, because in the front two positions were Key Positions and Hostage Exchange, neither of which I particularly wanted to play against this list. Um, because Dave is equally as good at hostage as I am, but he's also got jubacks that can run me down, um, and then at key positions, you know, I, I do win, I do win in on the activations, but jubacks uh, are quite good at moving stuff off the objectives towards the end and sort of blocking it up and quite hard to shift through as well. So we ended up on breakthrough, which played very, very much into my hands. Turn one, not really a lot was going on; a uh, few little shots here and there. Bikes were flanking round the back. Um, of Dave's lines, knowing that he would have to come forward with his Jubax towards my deployment zone. Um, And then turn two is where it all happened, really. So turn two, I play Implacable uh, into Dave's new ways to motivate them. Um, And all three of the Jubax go down in turn two uh, because the HRUs are able to take them out. And then on Vader's Implacable, he runs into one that had taken a few wounds, kills that. And then on his second activation, runs into the other and kills that with his burst of speed as well. Um, so the, the activation swing was just huge um, for me going into turn three. Um, so yeah, we ended up finishing 4-2 on Breakthrough.
0: Do I need to start playing Empire now? I just don't, it's just I'd never got on with it before, but it's just like every time I see something, I'm like, oh, maybe that'd be quite fun. Like, like double IGs or, oh, Callus with his, I'll turn your cards off mechanic and all this sort of stuff. It's like, is that something I should do? Because I was a rebel at heart. And then I moved on to clones because I love Kenobi. He's my he's my guy. But uh, and then I dabble in droids. But just Empire never grabbed me. But now it's sort of is turning me.
1: Ah, so the 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 thought
0: of winning games is turning you. Is that that no. what is that what I'm, I'm hearing? No, <laughs> I think Andy's picked up, up on it before. And, and Kili, you play Rebels. You might be able to sympathise this. But and but and, and Kev, you play Empire. So you call internal... it, you, you
1: call in Kili a Rebel sympathiser.
0: No, no. But you know, like the Empire just has just the, the Rebel. the empire have the probably the perfect internal faction balance compared to the other factions in the game so therefore it makes it more appealing it doesn't have more faction
1: balance um but what it has is just access to a lot of
0: tools that other factions. that's what i mean they're in that's their internal balance i mean sorry Okay,
1: yeah. Um, but like, So, so Rebels are in a really tough spot at the moment. There's like one to two Rebel lists that I think will do well. I think Bright Tree Village will surprise people for a few weeks until people figure out how to work around it, um, as I saw a few in the top eight at Lone Star. Um, and then you've got an Echo Base with Commander Luke. is doing okay at events. Um, I'm seeing a little bit less of it. Killy generally does well with it at events where me and Andy don't turn up at uh but no um but like uh, Republic... yeah oh, no. Oh, no. i'll know. i yeah. touch on that later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We, well, no, i've not really played you that much Killy. we need to we need to get some more games in um yeah so and then the, you've got droids about droids are actually coming out um a lot stronger than i expected them to be at the moment having lone star open being won by a droid player um who we will talk about a little bit later on um as well as you know Um, my round five opponent in the finals also being a droid player. So I think they've they've still got decent tools. And Republic are pretty much just, if you're not taking 5-0 first um, or some moderation of the German-loving triple box, then I'm not really sure what you are doing. Um, In a competitive sense, obviously, they're a really fun faction to play. I just think they're limited on competitive lists at the moment. Whereas Empire, you can just throw nine activations at a wall and probably do quite well.
0: Uh, well, we shall see. But uh, before we come up to the final game's result, Kev, you had game four,
3: and you were playing. I was playing a rather hungover Mike Montgomery, who <laughs> had his.
0: I can't think why he was hungover.
3: Yeah, he he'd had his uh, his uh, baptism of fire uh, to the uh, UK Legion scene the night before, and he'd uh, turned up shirt pocketless. But um, yeah, so I I think Ollie went through his his list. Um, the one thing I will say is he had a he had a, a Darth Maul which was modelled in his own image, <laughs> so it wasn't a Darth Maul, it was a Mike Montgomery coming at me. Um, yeah, he had only seven activations, and uh, I I picked off the 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 Mandos with with my two bounty hunters. Uh, he tried to flank around me. It was um, oh what did we play? We played key positions, major offensive uh clear conditions um he tried to flank around and get get to the 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 um the the central key position he brought maul too close to vader vader vaders mighted him across and slapped him and um pretty much that was the game i think he had he he had his two pikes left didn't didn't touch them I think I'd killed two groups of Mandos. He had one group left, and I'd killed Guard Saxon as well and got the bounty. So, um, yeah, it, it, it finished 3 1 to me on key positions in the end.
0: There you go. And Michael was still recovering, so it worked. Um, he, and then on to. He was very hungover. And then, <laughs> yeah, he, he was, and he was pocketless from his assault. Um, game five, uh, then. So I'll, I'll start off. Um, actually, game five. As much as I I lost, and that, but as much as I think I think back on this one, I was like I lost, but I actually really enjoyed this one because it was the one that involved the most amount of thinking, and there were moments where it was like that worked really well, and that worked really well, and I really liked doing that. But it was just there was probably one or two little mistakes I made that it's just like oh well, and then also down to a a dice roll that shouldn't have failed but did I think as well did it for me. Um, we were playing; it was myself and Elliot. We were playing intercept no keep it uh yeah intercept on advanced positions on my kobo table that i'd made which made its day de- which made its um competitive debut which on, on the rule raw- on overall got some decent reviews there are some things i need to do about it but hey it's this first time i made a table so it's all good um the de- the way the deployment worked is i had the huge line of sight blocker on my side of the table as red player and i was able to and what i did is basically just hit. Because he was running double ag, so it basically goes no green tokens for you on Anakin, and that's quite a big thing. So winning, I, winning,
1: winning games on your own tables because of a giant line of sight blocker you built didn't Outrageous. win. Didn't
0: win. Oh, of course didn't. <laughs> <laughs> didn't win. But it was the right. But it was the right thing to do in this instance. So I it was uh, intercept rapid on intercept rapid reinforcements on uh, advanced positions, and I basically hid behind the big line of sight blocker. And over time, gradually poked round and was taking pot shots. Arc, the arc strikes were able to uh, whittle down one of his squads of stormtroopers. And in, when, in turn one, when the the core unit that needed to come down for rapid re came down and I put it at the far end of where I was, which is normally not what I'd like to keep my clones all together, obviously token sharing or shenanigans, that thing. I put it at the far side of the board so it could kill the lone sniper squad that was holding his his home, quote intercept um and it helped and they were able to they stayed alive until the end of the game effectively nearly made the his home null and void for scoring in the final round and that kind of worked for me because it meant he had to divert forces that way because it was an rps squad so it's not like they rolled a crap dice ball so that worked out quite well the barks did what i wanted them to do which was will they took they took out a mortar so within turn one or turn two very very quickly. Whittled down another squad, but they died. they died themselves. But I wasn't expecting to live because he has some long range firepower and everything else was hiding. So I wanted them to at least help the activation exchange, which which they did, and it was the right thing. Um, as time went on, though, I had to push around, and I did, um, and I made one and I made a mistake with Anakin. I I jumped him out and thought I could force push a unit that was hiding under the landing platform into me, but they, it wouldn't reach. And it was a double move. Elliot, Elliot thought it was a single, but it was a double, so it left him slightly exposed. He took some wounds, he took some damage, but he was still alive. And it could I could have won had he had at the end of the game, it was I had uh, I had Padme left, uh I had a full squad of DC fifteens left, I had Anakin left, and the RPS unit at the far side and one other lone trooper the last man standing unit and he was he basically ran and hid and made sure the objective was held if when anakin rolls his melee attack when he rolls five red dice if he rolls more than three he probably kills ig whatever it was that was on the explosion round and then he couldn't do the and he wouldn't be able to do the explosion anakin rolls only three and ig's already taken a wound and it's so it's kinda of like, ah, I need that one extra to and that would have killed him, and it didn't work out that way. And that's probably I wouldn't say it completely lost me the game, but it probably it put me in the in the worst chance because bugger. Everything else is all gone. He had very little activations as well. Uh it meant that his IG could go up and blow up and take out my clone commander. That was the other one that was left. Take out the clone commander and take Padme out to one wound. And it was just uh, it was like ah, oh, bugger. That was it. Because if the clone commander stays alive, he double moves to claim the center, and I think I activate him for the center, and it goes to p- points and or I win by maybe one. But it's close, really close. Elliot might uh, Elliot might be able to remember it better because his brain works better than that than mine does. Um, he was also, uh, it, it, but it, it was a really fun game. I really enjoyed it, even uh, even though I lost. But it was really good because if if you're not uh, if you're not a if you're not a super competitive player which I don't classify myself as All right, although I am competitive but my nature you learn by your losses and if you I've got a fair few losses to learn from so that works out quite well <laughs> Um, Kev you do yours before Ollie does the final
3: sure Um, I was playing Nav for my fifth and final game
0: did you finish all six turns
3: we did Whoa! With ten minutes to spare,
0: I can't I can't believe that. <laughs> that, that,
1: that. That is that is unbelievable.
0: Game management, good hey. work, good work. <laughs>
3: um, it was the cagiest game I'd had. I had been up against two very defence minded uh, lists already. Navs is not as defence. It's the five zero first. It's not as defence minded as Mike Reese's, but it does have some uh, shenanigans with medics, etc. Um, it was my fourth game of key positions. We were on key positions, major offensive clear conditions. I hid my entire list, basically behind a line of sight blocker in the center next to the main key position, the central key position. Um, I misplaced my death troopers and i thought there was a wall i think in the last podcast andy meant mentioned about checking out the terrain i didn't and i paid the price for my death troopers paid the price for it i thought i thought there was a wall along the side of one of the buildings and it wasn't It was open so with my death troopers peeking around the corner to try and take out his his echo strike team his whole army could see them um and and yeah, unfortunately, didn't come out of my bag um, until they were gone. So he took them off. So I was behind on kill points then. Um, then it looked to be cagey for three, maybe four rounds. And then the game opened up. He needed to start moving towards the key position. Um, he also wanted to challenge my back key position. Um, and Callis did a, a lucky shot on the Echo Strike team and one shot at them off the board um yeah that's that's impressive
0: that doesn't often happen that's quite good
3: no it was was pretty good it was basically um uh he 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 got three i think three crits because he obviously surges to crit um and he it was two hit two crits and a hit and i spent the aim for lethal and he blanked he blanked on four dice uh three i think it was because oh, he, no, yeah, he rolls 30, the
0: extra. So. For, yeah, he blanked on gotcha. four, so he yeah.
3: rolls the extra for that. But, I think he, he either blanked on four or he got three blanks and a surge and he didn't oh. have a surge available. That's and because painful. they were flanking my back um, key position, they were out by themselves. They couldn't oh. they couldn't share anything. Oh, that's painful. So, so that shifted the game because he was no longer threatening my back key position. I no longer had to move IG and Callus over there. They Luckily, my back key position and the central one were not that far apart, and well, actually, his key position was wasn't far from the central one. If we played on a very small part of the board, basically, um, and then just Vader won it for me. He 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 jumped the 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 key position had a roof, so everyone was trying to get their units on top of the roof so they couldn't be forced pushed off. Unfortunately one of his arc strike teams or oh, sorry one of his arc his full arc teams couldn't get to the to the roof so they were just touching the base. Um so Vader could push them off. That all automatically put me, me up. Um and then Vader got on the roof, killed a um a unit of phase twos, um and I don't think he can move anything else on, and I, I, I think I I had Five units on the key central key position, and he had two, so I, I, I managed to squeeze that. I think I learned a lot from playing my grease earlier, it's the first time I played 5 first. Um, and navs isn't as defense teched as Mike's, it's a little bit more offensive, but it was a much more defensive game, so yeah, managed to do it. I, I finished three and two for the weekend, uh, so yeah, I was happy with that. It, fantastic games, really every single one was a fun game.
2: Kevin, just out of interest, you're essentially running a, an Empire Hero Hammer with two Bounty yeah. Hunters. How many bounties did you score over the course of the weekend?
3: Um, my Bounty Hunters died quite a bit. <laughs> uh, uh, they, um, uh, Chris Smith killed them. Uh, Bobber was still alive. No, but they were. They were both live for the Mike Reese game. Both, uh, Bobber was dead in the Jordan game, and Ig lived. Um, and I, I scored one bounty.
2: Okay. Do you find that the threat of the bounty was more um useful to you than the bounty point itself?
3: Absolutely, and other players told me that as well. That they were they were more scared of the threat of the bounty and giving up the bounty than it actually happening. It it, it helps to yep. shape a game.
2: I think that's my experience in, in, the, in the very few games I've played with a double rebel bounty, which is never a good idea. Don't do it, guys. <laughs> um, the threat of the bounty was much more um, advantageous to me than the bounty points themselves. So I think that's, yeah. that's something interesting and something to note. I totally agree. What's in a double Rebel bounty? You got obviously Popper and who's the other one? Uh it's um Din. Din of the and- it It's, it's Din and, and IG eleven, yeah. You
1: you, you, so, you don't get bounty on uh, Rebel Boba.
2: Oh yeah. of course yeah oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think I've run I've run this list at two tournaments before. It was it's you essentially put IG eleven in land speeder and have um basically an alpha strike with the R five Astromech. You run um I G eleven up. As close as possible, in the in and double tap the land speeder, use IG, claim the bounty, and then run away. Uh, it never happened like that. IG dies very quickly.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of that.
2: I remember you playing <laughs> IG
0: with the bit, and he just basically took went down to one wound very quickly and then just basically hid for the rest of the game.
3: Yep, especially with the amount of impact around at the moment. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Um, so that leads us on to the final. So, Ollie, you were playing, let's we shall say. The, the, the young prodigy of Legion at the moment, because he's been, he was in a final last year at the at MKGT, and I think he won. Did he win it last year? Yeah, yeah, he won. Yeah, he won, he won, he won it. it oh, that's can... it, he did win it, yeah. I couldn't remember. I couldn't... He won MKGT last year, hmm. and he got to the final of this this year. I'm sure he's done other things that I haven't seen earlier on in the year, but um, Tom Sefton and his droids.
1: So, this was called Bald and Bosk. Uh, so, T series with improvised orders and Binox. Bosk with hunter and targeting scopes. The bold of the list, which is a Sarge with burst of speed, force push into the fray and offensive push. Uh, three droids with E5S, B1 troopers, and one B1 battle droids with an EV series med droid. And then he's got one Magna Guard with RPS-6 and one, R- one Magna Guard with RPS-6 and comms jammer. Uh, and we ended up... Uh, again, this came down as key positions uh breakthrough and then hostage exchange and bombing run uh so and i'm pretty happy when it when it comes down like that especially against droids uh, anything that vader can't one shot uh, when he runs into it uh can cause me some problems um in games uh so it was on major offensive i'm just gonna hear yeah major offensive and clear conditions. So turn zero was pretty important on this one um, as I had to make sure to screen off bikes from Bosk um, and just make sure that we had enough space. So the actual center of the board was a small building um, which worked quite nicely as a little line of sight blocker. So hostages set up on top, then moved to either side. Uh, of course, with anything that you do with hostage Exchange, it goes Darkness Descends for me and then into Vader's Might on turn two. Uh, Tom made uh, an odd choice in round one, which was to not move his Asaj, Um, Which confused me a little bit. Um, but when he explained it towards the end, it's kind of just to keep her shielded from any HR used the following turn. Uh, didn't want to run her up too quickly. Which I get, which is fair enough. But it kind of left him out a little bit. Turn two comes around. i Vader's might into uh, Asajj's one pip. I do forget what it's called. Um, and I win the roll off. So Vader... Speed 1 moves, Vader's mites, the droids, to me, then Force pushes them behind the building, then he re-engages them, um, kills the squads, and then Vader's then out of sight, and so is the hostage carrier. And at that point, Tom's really got to push me. Um, so he starts pushing up with a couple of units. Um, I throw a couple of bikes in just to try and whittle down some of the B1s and get me some kill points. Uh, and then he deals quite a few wounds back to the bikes. The following turns, those bikes are then moving away Um, just to avoid any kill points. Um, Asajj charges Vader in turn three, uh, deals three wounds to Vader, but he does it as his first activation. Um, I get why he's done that, because otherwise Vader would have probably just ran off at that point, Um, and then the kill points are much more in my favor. Um, So Asajj charges in on first activation, Uh, Vader then activates, Force pushes Asajj out, takes his dodges. Um, Yeah, and so uh, uh, at that point... You know, Asajj is out in the open in front of two full squads of HRUs. I've got Snows behind the building, which had a good vantage point because they could speed one move up the building, shoot, and then speed one move back down out of out of sight again. So they were literally just popping up, taking taking a couple of pop shots. Um, so Asajj died turn three. Um, turn four and five, I think I managed to pop Bosk uh, with a lucky bike shot and a couple of Snow, snow Troopers. Bosk actually died due to being enraged. Uh, so that was a, 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 that was an interesting one. Um, and then, yeah, he just couldn't quite... I think at the end of the game, I had my hostage being touched by four units, um, like four unit leaders. So no matter what happened, um, I was scoring my hostage and in, in, in my zone, and Tom couldn't quite get back to his, unfortunately. So it ended up as a 2-0 win to me um, on hostage with 140 points lost from my list and 513 lost for Tom's. Mm-hmm.
0: So that meant that you took home the world's ticket. I did. Now, I've done some digging uh, yesterday. I looked up and went on the AMG forums. and I actually have been doing some checking. Now, I have to tell you some bad news. You might not be able to use said ticket. Page 12, section 14, paragraph 3. There is a section saying that tournament organisers are not allowed to win worlds in world's tickets themselves.
1: Since when? It's not in the, uh, it's not in the pack that they send out to the stores.
0: I mean, so like I say, look it up in there. You might not be able to use it. Absolutely- Although there, it does look like there's a slight element of panic on your on your face. But uh, no, it's an absolute bollocks lie, mate. It's nothing. You get
2: to be. I'm just trying to see if I could make you go Ooh, a little bit. <laughs> I'm fairly sure I've seen other store tournament organizers win their own tickets and, and if, no, nothing's been said I mean, about it so far I'm,
1: so, I'm really excited to see ellis and his 15 phantom players at his store event so he wins his world ticket <laughs> 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 at least at least i at least i uh, went through fire and hell to win mine
0: so um no and th- anyone sitting there going hang on ollie winning his own tournament we made we decided that obviously he didn't win any prizes but it was a case of ollie uh, doesn't get to play in as many events as he would like uh, so it was, it was like well okay yeah and he does a lot and then does enough in the community so that's kind of like he earned it he was allowed to play and win that because of that and it was decided and everyone was happy with that if anyone is beginning to think oh that shouldn't have happened it was fine it's also, and, uh, and, 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 and I was and I was his judge so it means that he's brought and along with uh, and then if I was busy someone else was his judge and if anything we're, we're slightly more biased to the whoever he's playing, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so it, it was.
1: If, if you were busy, uh, any judge calls went to Dave Grant, and there, there were even a couple where, like, I wanted to make sure that certain things could happen a certain way, even though we all knew. Um, that certain things could, like I wanted to make sure that I was checking so that...
0: You're always, I always know, because I do that, if someone asks me a rule check on something on like, a game I'm not playing, there's no pressure, I feel like it's, I can be objective, but when I'm playing my own games, I'm always like, second I'm always second guessing myself about something or I'm just forgetting because I'm too busy thinking about what I'm doing, that sort of thing, but like the only two judge calls I had to do for you in the final was the line of sight one, which was which was fine, and um, uh, it was the unit placement in buildings uh, and being different levels, and that was about it.
1: Yeah, I um, I, I mean, I guess I just I, am still getting you. still get confused with the old rules and things. Oh, yeah. I, 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 was of the thought that you could, um, so long as that, so long as it was a legal move, that you could have, um, you could cohere at different levels. It's um,
0: something to do with the minis height. And Andy can tell you better than I can. Oh no, but, yeah. no! Like we
1: we we had a look at it, and it was and uh, it was all, it all squared away. I think I'm just yeah. in old Legion. Oh yeah, that's
0: Old stuff rules, but there we go. But yeah. So congratulations, to Ollie. Many thank you to many thank yous. Many thanks to everyone who attended. Uh, those who travelled from far away, Kev, and those who travelled from not so far away, Ollie um <laughs> so yeah thanks to everyone um we'll be running another one uh, another tnm event later in the year uh to t- time tbc because um the original date on in september might be moving because of so much going on um if you have any questions about events and things like that the best place to go for that is uh to go on the if you're in the uk anyway uh go to the star wars legion uk events page and then there's a link pasted Prominently in the group at the top, uh, for a calendar made by Mr. Porritt, uh, Jeff has made this Google calendar and it's got everything on there. So anyone who's running an event, message him; and he'll put it on there, and then it'll be and you'll see events for the next twelve years. Uh, and that's the end of an event thing for a moment. We'll come back to that about upcoming events. In the meantime, but in the meantime, Ewoks.
2: What everyone's here for, what what everyone cares about, and no one, excited
0: no, about. no one cares. Oddie do you an event? No one cares <laughs> because it's like, oh, he was going to win one at one point. No one cares at all that if I lose games or two, it's all about the fun. Everyone cares about the Ewoks, apparently. So, Kili, as our resident Ewok, and I mean that literally. <laughs> Um, tell us about what you're excited about because you've been as soon as they were announced you as a page supporter on our Discord has been and on the regular Discord have been jumping up and down like a a flea on crack about this. So, what are you excited <laughs>
2: about and why? Well, I, I think first and foremost, uh, who, who isn't who, who can't be excited about small two foot tall furry murder bears um, that do damage to stormtroopers um that's that's just something to be excited about you've not, not seen from, you've clearly not seen that unreleased episode of care bears no but i have sat through the uh the christmas special let well, see that's what that's it isn't it but you know still the same um from a gameplay standpoint i'm looking forward to having um something other than echo base to really focus a rebel list on because at the moment you've got all the rebel heroes and they're all great in their own right and uh, basically you're always going to take Cassian um, at the moment. Anyway, you've got, you've got echo base, which is, which is fun. And, you know, it's, it's a great gunline line list. Um, but I'm looking forward now after a year or so of echo base to have another um, rebel based focus to, to build a list about. And it just so happens that I am, Less than five foot six, apparently, uh, and look like an Ewok, and I'm hairy and uh, um, share some characteristics of being nearly as wide as I am tall, uh, the same as an Ewok, which is great. Um, so that's why pain. I'm excited. That's why I I'm th- excited. I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> your hair's a slightly different color from my hair, though. So, yeah. there,
0: yes, there is that. Um, but then that's <laughs> even Ewoks have cultural diversity. Um, okay. The So, I, I I will confess I've not looked into what what's going to happen for them because I'm I'm not going to look until I actually own them or come up against them and then I'll properly understand what's going on. What are the mechanics in 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 the Galaxy D that's coming out and or lists that you have theorized that you are looking to take to the table and say, hey, Empire players have this.
2: Well, there's there's a lot of new. I guess rules and mechanics that you can um, apply to a, to a bright tree village list um, I think the most prominent one is is the is the uh the rule that during the end phase Ewok, well bright tree village units remove one fewer suppression during the end during the uh, remove token step at the end of the round um so I I really do think you have to build your list around that. Otherwise, your your Bright Tree Village list, your Ewoks, are just going to be suppressed to hell and not able to do anything. Um, So if you build your list with that in mind, um, taking that into account, I think Chewbacca ATST is probably a must-take in most Bright Tree Village lists, if not for the Inspire 3, then for the ability to deal with armor, and other threats at range. Um, so the, the list I've been building at the moment is kind um, of got got theorizing at the moment. Bear in mind, they came out a few days ago. So I've not actually had a chance to play them in real life. Um, although I do have five boxes of box built, plus the Commanders, plus uh, Chewy ATSD. <laughs> so, so expect to see them this weekend and next weekend.
3: That's good going. That is getting that stuff built so quickly.
2: You do not um, disappoint on that. <laughs> <laughs> so at the moment my list is um obviously or well, layer because of inspire two um with lead by example to give inspire three. And then you've got Chewy ATST in there because long range, heavy weapon, firepower, surge to crit on an ATST can really deal some damage to, to other um You're missing to... the key point of that ATST. The hidden incognito well, ATST. I was gonna jump onto that and then there's the incognito. Where you can hide your five squads of Ewoks um, in a in a formal Ewok furry conga line, I guess, um, behind your Chewbacca's ATST, and just march them forward um, until they're ready to pounce. Um, I really like, without going into too much details, just, just 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 because you've probably listened to other podcasts and, and read about uh, the Ewoks by now, but I think logray is is key. Um, he brings he brings along a few key support mechanics to Ewoks, um, Aid, uh, Bright Tree Village Trooper, Independent Aim and Dodge. Really, really kind of pairs up well, um, and that pairs up with his secret ingredients um, upgrade card, which means he he doesn't essentially doesn't get a suppression for using Aid. Um, it gives him the uh, the ability to essentially compel other troopers. Um, and then you've, you you can kind of like flavor your list with with the various Ewok skirmishers and Ewok slingers and the upgrades. I think they're all they're all pretty pretty good. Um, you've got uh, C-3PO, who I think also alongside Leia and Chewbacca, who are pretty much key for Inspire. Um, you've got C-3PO who provides Compel uh, Bright Tree Village Troopers, um, which is going to be super useful when you have got your suppressed, um, so, but not panicked. Um, Ewok Troopers, um, just to get them to, to move a little bit further and a little bit closer to their tasty, delicious, meat-based treats. Um, so in my list, I'm, I'm currently looking at uh, layer, all the basically all the Commanders, Leia, C3PO, Wicket, Logray, um, two units of Skirmishers with various upgrades, two units of Slingers with various upgrades, and also two units of Rebel Troopers with your R5 Astromech. Um, just to keep two ATST alive, and at I think that that puts him at uh, fifteen wounds. Um, white surgeon is so uh, is R two D two not on that list? You can't take R two, can you? In a in a Bright Tree Village list. That sounds strange. no. I don't think you can. Given no. he was there, he was <laughs> he was there. Um, but I, I think one of the best things uh, about Ewoks, besides Bright Tree Village, is that you can you can easily take two Ewok skirmishers alongside all The other rebel heroes in a normal list, um, as well as uh, one unit of Ewok, Ewok Slingers. So you can, if you want, run Leia with R2D2. Um, at, well, actually, there's probably no point in taking R2D2 because you can't take the uh, Chew but you can run Leia alongside uh, Wicket, uh, two Ewok Skirmishers, and three Wookies if you want, if you really want to lean into that, um, that kind of fur fetish that Leia has. Fur <laughs> fetish. Um, <laughs> um, um, and aside from that, just some of the command cards are just a little bit nutty, um, especially when you pair Leia and Chewbacca ATST up. Um, essentially, gets oh it. Christ, yeah, there's a pair. They've got their card. Yep. Uh, so what? So yeah, the, the card is uh, brains and brawn. Uh, while Leia Organa is performing a ranged attack if Chewie is not engaged, which he won't be because it's a vehicle now, and has line of sight and is at range 1 to 3 of the defender which he, which he will, will
0: be, be because he's in a freaking um, giant vehicle
2: yeah, you get to add one of his weapons to the attack pool so what that means is you get uh layer's sharpshooter uh free black ps1 at range 2 you also get to add um one of chewy's weapons probably the one to four uh double rainbow impact free um so that's a big dice pool you do have to get layer at range 2 for that but I don't... Yeah, you know, she's quite. She she surprisingly survivable, um, and also it doesn't that doesn't pop um, Chewbacca ATSTs Incognito either. So you can you can do that and still have an Incognito ATST. Yeah, I suppose because he's not performing the attack. Actually, he's not performing he. the attack. So there's lots of different tricks with that command card. Han also works really well with Chewbacca with his command card that pairs up. Um, and I think I think if you're taking Ewoks in a non be uh, non-Bright Tree Village list. I think Han might be the better option than Leia, um, just because he provides more a, a better ability to kind of clean up the table afterwards with 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 P S two. Can
0: he can he still do his teamwork with uh, Chewie in an ATST? I believe so. So Chewie take yeah. So he takes he, yeah. So Chewie gets three tokens in his ATST and all that. Route. Yeah,
2: I'd have to double-check uh, the teamwork. Well, uh, no, no, because because teamwork is on the Chewy card, on the Chewy Trooper card, and not the Chewy ATSD card. Oh, okay. So it's not on the hand card. No. So I, I don't think you'll get you'll get um, teamwork, but you still get the benefits of the um, of the command card.
0: Yeah, but that, I can't remember what that one is. That's not the change in the plans one. No, i will have no, to find it. A, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Kev, as a non—well, I don't know, don't know you to play rebels. Uh, I know all he does, but as a non-rebel player, do you look at this and go, hmm, "This is going to be interesting"? I don't know how, uh, or are you sitting there going, "Bring it on"? I have, I fear no Ewok.
3: Um, I, I'm, I'm very keen to play them just to see. Uh, I, I know they did quite well at Lone Star. I certainly one listed. Um, so there's obviously something there. I guess it it depends what tools you've got to chew through so many little furry bodies. Um, I, I have bought some Ewoks, and <laughs> uh, so I I will be painting them up. I'm not sure I'll use them competitively. Maybe for some fun.
0: Ollie, that word doesn't compute. But would you ever use Ewoks yourself, or are you gonna be like Nana? Is this?
1: No, I, I use them, but I'm not. I'm also dirt poor, so I'm not going to be able to play Ewoks for quite some time. In fact, in fact, I'm literally selling promos of mine to fund MKGT at this point. <laughs> I just oh, we'll uh, happily
2: take the promo card off you. What? Just what for money? Uh, we'll we'll figure it out later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I being robbed? <laughs> I think he was.
0: Is, off- is, is this a stick up? I think he was offering other things,
2: but
1: I, well, I mean, you do it with a forehead shine like that, I'm am <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all yours. <laughs> there we go. But I think
2: I think Kevin touched on a on a on an important point. That that list that um, made top eight at LSO. Um, it went three and zero on the first day, and then I think people figured it out. People and I mean, as you get through to the higher skill players as well, um, people figured out how to handle the incognito ATST. People figured out how to handle uh, five units of of um, Ewoks charging at you and how to deal with that. Um, but that list was weird because they had duck and cover on some of the Ewoks, and obviously duck and cover gives you a suppression, um, and Ewoks don't want suppression on them. So it's it, that was a weird choice for me, um, but it was good to see Ewoks on the table on mass. It was good to see Chewie at ST doing well. Um, I I personally don't know how they'll do. I, I'd like to think they'll do quite well. Um, I'm just in it for the for the for the fun of Ewoks. Um, if I want to switch to a more competitive list, I probably will at some point.
0: I am looking forward to seeing them, and I imagine it'll be at least. I'm going to call it out there, MKGT, of which we're all attending. I'm going to call six lists with Wookiee uh, with Ewoks, minimum six, minimum in the top six. No, no, <laughs> that's wishful thinking. <laughs> I'm going to call six there total, and I reckon one will be a t- And I'm going to call say two of them will be top thirty-two.
1: I-, I think one will make top eight. I think it'll be four. I think it'll be four Empire, one Rebel with Ewoks. Two five zero first, um, and then maybe a shadow and a uh, and Tom Tom and, Sefton with his well, droids. Well, yeah, but <laughs> well, I believe Dave Foxall's coming, and that man brings the best carry case full of droids I've ever seen. So he brings them in that um, that big old uh,
0: AAT. Well, <gasps> oh, no, it's not, no, it's not the AAT. It's uh, I can't no, remember. I know what you mean. I know the what you mean. Ship, the thing yeah. that goes and brings them and drops them like coat hangers.
3: It's the invasion um, ship where it drops all the droids and then all the, the yeah.
2: That's the that's, the, uh, that's the MTT, the multi troop transports. Ah, what and I if saying? you if you haven't seen it in person, it's it's a, it's a massive tank, um, probably the width of a person. Sorry, and, how hang, sorry, haven't seen it in person. How what? Well, that's <laughs> what? If if you weren't in the room when it was revealed. <laughs> you've, uh, it's, it's essentially a multi, it's it's a big tank and there's various drawers and troop carriers and he would pull them out and they'd be magnetized B2s and B1s. Oh, and sorry, and for a know. moment.
0: I thought you were literally talking about an actual MTT for a second, as opposed to Dave Foxall's carry case. And I was sitting there going, how have you seen a real MTT?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, even if you're across the room from the MTT, from the carry case, you'd still see it. Uh, it was yeah. impressive.
1: But it's people. It's yeah, I, I'm expecting Tom Sefton to be bringing a, a similar list to the one he's brought, um, or even going back to his roots at um, Dooku, Double Magna campaign, um, and giving and giving that another whirl at MKGT. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I think I think the vast majority goes down to Empire because I'm expecting to see people like Dave Grant in the top eight. Um, uh, Mickey from Poland is going. I, I I reckon we could maybe see him in the top eight. Um, I'm hoping to be, of course, with my Blizzard um and then there's lots there's a lot of good empire players out there uh, and there's a lot of good players just in general in the uk i think we've got a really really good scene um for legion um i just think a few a few players at the moment are just being hamstringed by the fact that um their lists or their factions um aren't quite up to scratch at the moment but well, no you're oh, just well, you- you're don't
2: point to yourself cockles you're <laughs> you're, you're genuinely a shit player but you know. whoa <laughs> I think Whoa. he's more talking about us rebel players rather than you you clone guys. Yeah you, know? yeah, you you
1: have 501st. You choose not to run 501st. <laughs> I choose so.
0: because, I, cause as you mentioned, poor, don't have an extra of that many arcs. <laughs> That's fair. Tom offered to loan you some. Tom, Tom. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He, I, I, yeah, he could have done that, but I, I did not. Use your own. I don't want to use my own, but also he'll be using them. He'll actually get to play games, um yeah. uh, at MKGT. Yeah, and actually good. just we didn't put we didn't mention it before. Can we just put a shout out to a gentleman who travels our God knows how far it is for him to travel, only an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is, to a two day event, not play any game and just commentate on five games of Legion. Can we just put a little round of applause for a little for, for Mr Tom Smith there? Everyone was doing a little, little pat there. It was quite funny. Um, so, yeah, he commentated all the games. And they are up on our Twitch Twitch uh, channel. Of YouTube. Which... YouTube, sorry. They're on YouTube. Are they? Uh, sorry, I <laughs> thought it was on Twitch. Because they have streamed on whatever else. Anyway, they're on YouTube should you want to uh, watch uh, any of the five games uh, that, that took place there. Three of them were on the Ewok table, two of them on a non Ewok table. It was, it was uh, a bit,
1: it was a bit, um, it was like Scarif real estate, was, was what that other table was.
0: Yeah, that was I actually and, that, and I played on that against Azure, so and that was you can see what i done. i said get that bomber out the middle for the final because that were out for the for day two because it was crap. But never mind. Uh, back, to someone, back to me walks. Back to me walks.
2: As someone that didn't attend the event as well, the the YouTube streams and the, the commentary in particular were excellent. Uh, so what on what on 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 that from, from Tommy? When Tom uh, listens,
0: I'm gonna uh, he's gonna message like in our, <laughs> in our WhatsApp group. He's like, yeah, that was so cool.
2: Yeah, um, you know, sometimes you watch a stream and, and they, they forget about the game and start talking about other things after a while. But you know, Tommy kept Tom kept on point, uh, kept us all abreast of the developments of the game and quite quite tactical about it as well. So no, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the event despite not not being able to make it in the end. That was a bit like when we because you were on the stream when we watched like Lila
0: play our Worlds games. Uh, we yeah. played Kyle, and I think you were on there as well. You and me was going. Goo! And we weren't, because we weren't oh, yeah. there. It just felt like we were a, well, a little bit. We weren't, but it felt like we were a little bit there. So it was just uh, nice to have a little bit of mm-hmm. fun, fan. fun, that sort of thing. Um, any final Ewok thoughts, mate? Um,
2: just be aware. Beware of the uh, the old Ewok horn being being rung. I don't know if you can hear that. Let me play it a little bit. I, oh, I did oh, have a Ewok oh. horn queued up. I will find it. (laughs) There you go, just like that. There you go. Expect to hear that at tournaments this weekend, next weekend, and uh, essentially up to Christmas, I think.
0: Are you going to be going to every tournament with a megaphone when you arrive and announce your arrival? Going, and that sort of thing. No, with an
3: actual Ewok horn.
0: Oh, okay. Do it. Do it. Yeah, fully, fully want (laughs) you to do that.
3: So, so, what advice would you would you give people on how many boxes of Ewoks they should buy?
2: I, you know what, I I dived into it because I I was fully into the meme. Um, If you're anticipating just using Ewoks as a in in a normal battle force, sorry, in a normal Rebel army, I wouldn't say more than two because you know you can you can either run two skirmishes or one or one slinger without underworld connections. Um, And I don't think if you're running more Ewoks than that in a normal Rebel army you're probably not gonna use in the orcs to their full potential. Um if you're running a full Bright Tree village force, I'd say four boxes or four units plus um plus uh plus Chewy and, and the commanders as well. Uh pretty essential. I don't think you can run a Bright Tree village force with with less than that. Um I still think the 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 weapon upgrades and the trooper upgrades are still up for debate and you can you can uh, change them in and out for flavour, but I think I think the core of four trooper units just to get those numbers on the board because they are white non-surgeon, um, and they do panic quite easily if you haven't got the Im- the amount of inspire that you need. So you do you essentially need those wounds for for your opponent to chew through. Um, you can you can. Uh, feasibly bog down Vader or any other force user for two or three turns with a unit of Ewoks, just because they can't kill that many units at a time. Will they be a good
0: oh, count Is not the word, but will you know? Like Ollie, you've mentioned before about like B1s being the bane of Vader's Vader's life because they... he just can't swipe through them in one turn. Apart from it's implacable, that prop that that problem cause they can because B1s can swarm Vader. Could Ewoks do the same thing?
1: So. The 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 fear that comes from separatists is that they also have several force users that can cause you problems in addition. Whereas once you're locked in with a couple of units of Ewoks, like sure, it's it's it can be a bit of a rough combat. Um, but I think I think Vader because of Master of Evil probably pips it because essentially as Blizzard Force going into an Ewok matchup, your bike's only objective really is to kill characters. Um and then try and get in and kill that ATST. Like Vader and the HRUs can probably deal, um, with the Ewoks. And it and, and it it all comes as like because I run concussion grenades on my snows, which are great at throwing into Ewoks, because that just removes any of that um low profile and stuff like that. So yeah, sure they'll probably have a dodge, and you probably get three hits. So it's not a great trade off for when they can charge into you at range one. But I think that Blizzard might pip it. It's the yeah, it's it's the running in and force users um, that that are problematic for Vader.
2: I think that's one of the biggest weaknesses and one of the biggest um, counters to, to Bright Tree is kill the commanders. Once once the Inspire is gone, once all the the, the fancy shenanigans from Logray are gone, you've got four or five units of white, save non-surgeon, um, non-ranged attack units, basically that you can just that you can just. Mulch through, um, without the support. So, if you're up against a bright Tree village list, focus on the commanders. Get rid of a chewy ATST, and there's not a lot left. You've heard it here first from the Ewok <laughs> aficionado. There, that is. Don't do it though. Don't when I when I play you. Don't do it. Um, Try and try and take out all the Ewoks at the same time
0: do you know what i'm that's looking for do you know what I'm looking forward to game one m k g t and is drawn against and someone who's listened to the podcast and they're gonna be like right he said kill the commander so I'll do that. <laughs> um but there we go I, the, and I thought and I was trying to think of the way to remove the the um the of the of the uh of the a t s d and I assume that's just get just run a unit up double move it to draw triple move or triple move sorry, double yep. move yep. um uh, to mm-hmm. get there to just go see you later. Can't I can
2: I yep. see you and then sacrifice them.
3: Because
0: yep. they'll well, get like, pump,
2: they'll get killed straight away. A couple of fun interactions with the Chewy ATST as well is for bombing rung. Um he doesn't lose incognito if he's holding the bomb. He only loses incognito when he drops it. Um because, really? because to be given the bomb Oh it's inconspicuous he's not, is the other one. Is he he's not he's not taking an action. It's only when dropping the bomb that he performs the the objective action,
0: and it's inconspicuous that it does that. It as is. Well, yeah.
2: Yep. And there's the um the older Ewok um command card that gives uh, suppression and immobilise to every weapon in the pool. So you could conceivably, with an eight unit, with the eight model um, skirmisher Ewok unit, put down eight. Eight uh, immobilize on Vader and and a double suppression as well, uh, so that's good fun. Yeah, uh, it's anyone... well, 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 Once you get past three, it's irrelevant, right? Yes, but putting eight suppression down on a, on a, on a unit is just fun. It would
0: be quite funny to see eight eight <laughs> immobilized tokens on a unit in general. Yeah. To be honest, so there we go. I'd,
1: I'd love to see you put eight suppression tokens down on uh, on Commander
2: Vader. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, suppression doesn't stack, but Immobilize does.
3: Oh, right, okay.
2: Yep. Um, anything else?
3: Uh,
2: no. Watch, well, at, watch at this the moment, space. I assume. Yeah, at the moment I'm trying to build a, a skirmish list with two ATST, but yeah, I'm not really getting anywhere with that. Skir- um, skirmish <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll talk about a skirmish event when we talk about the event later. Yeah. Well, we'll, get, well, you say later, that would be now.
0: So okay. uh, events. Firstly, uh so uh, rapid, we're coming up to the close of the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining with us. If you have events that you are that you are hosting or attending or are in charge of or anything that be in the UK, be in America, be in France, if you want to invite us over uh in Holland, Kev, you might know about a couple. Um Germany, Italy, wherever. Let us know. Tell us. We'd like to plug you on, give you the credit you need to go and if you're looking for sponsorship because you're in a small it's a startup community and things, talk to Ollie. Ollie is Captain Sponsor. And um he has many things to give away, should he choose to give away, because he gave away what shiny white dice or shiny clear dice to people who beat me. So yeah. <laughs>
1: we, we we will also be having um so I'm I'm also working on something behind the scenes at the moment, um, which is going to be a pack um that will be sent out um to various different events. Um due to me having to probably purchase everything that goes in it, um, there will be a small cost just to cover my own costs. Um, but there will likely be something in the range of like order tokens um and things like that just 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 stuff that um if we can't if we can't put it all together ourselves that we're gonna have to outsource it so uh, yeah. I will be working on that and it'll be sort of like M thing that we just get out in the post to you you open that there'll be some promos some dice in there of which you won't be charged for and there'll be a couple of other little bits in there um just to spice up an event but um I'll be doing an announcement on that in the next month or so I would have thought. Yeah
0: when we work out the logistics of all that, that's cool. So, firstly, I spoke to uh, Le Manger de Chien um, to find out about his, because obviously he always has some things going on. First off, uh, should I try and do an Andy impression or not? I don't know. Uh, MKGT is just over two weeks away, and no, I can't do it. MKGT <laughs> is just over two weeks away, and we have uh, a lot of people uh, not signed up. Lists are not due until the 9th of August, but by signing up, uh, it just helps. So, that's that's a request from um the 101 dalmatian devourer um lgt tickets are also on sale for the, uh, and it's the third world qualifier in the uk with tickets uh selling as in i think he means the with the flights uh selling so don't miss out on your chance for exclusive promos and a chance to get flights and accommodation paid for on and the paid for the winner and all the top 4 get wells invites that's a direct message from him so that's them I also have some more. First, next one. So can you plug this? So uh let's go click let click on the link to make sure I get it right. This is uh in Scotland. At the uh yeah, is this Scotland? Yes, is in Scotland. This is the Hammer Games, uh, Games Club and events uh on the 9th of September. And the title is Vault Hammer Vault Hammer Star Wars Legion, unofficial Scottish Team Champs, episode two, attack of the Panthers. Um, and that is in where's this Gallowshields uh, in Scotland, um, and it, it's for, which if you don't know where Gareth Shields is, it's pretty much south of Edinburgh and uh, south of Edinburgh, about a few well about half an hour from half an hour from Chepra just over the border that sort of thing. So you can go over there on the 9th of September and in that one um if if not talk to uh johnny septum on discord and he will be able to point in the right direction of what needs to be happening um i've got some more because pe- people tell me things so so let's go next one from podfrey podfrey sent me this one uh if you are in the north uh, northwich uh board beans cafe uh ca- board beans board B- Board Beans Cafe, uh, in Northwich, on the twenty eighth of August, is a Star Wars Legion Championship. Um, tickets are on sale there. Uh, I haven't got the I haven't got the name. I haven't got the amount of people going, but the rounds start at nine. Uh, registration at nine nine thirty. Round one starts. Um, entry points submit on Game Up Link. Uh, World Championships ticket available and lots of other goodies. Uh, three rounds with top with the top two finals. So there's a shadow round at the end for the top two. Um, I've got one more. I think I've got one more. I think I've got another one. Um, we we got Dark Sphere this
1: coming Sunday.
0: Yeah, I've um, got that. I've got that, don't you worry. Dark Sphere Tournament, five spots available 30th of July, starts at 11am and Dark Sphere is in London. Um, Shepherds Bush, uh, so if you are in that area, and you can go to Shepherds Bush London and then you can go shopping afterwards if you want. Do, there's, do, there's a big old shopping centre there.
1: Do bear in mind that Dark Sphere events run later um, than the normal events as they start later. You generally don't get dice rolling until about 11am um, give or take, which means you're usually finishing up at about 7-8 o'clock at night. Um, so, for those of you who are wanting to travel into London, please do bear that in mind with uh, Sunday train times um, and just getting back to wherever it is you need to get back to. Yeah. Other than that, uh, it's a, other than that, it's a great shop, and it'll be Elliot, John, and Lila running it. So, it'll be a good event. Yep, yep, yep. yep.
0: Uh, Killy, you've got one
2: coming up. Yes, uh, Wayland Games in Hockley, Essex, are hosting a two-day, up to thirty-two player tournament. Um, obviously it's a store championship wild tickets available we have a huge prize pool so far Um, I say we because I'll be TO in it maybe playing at the same time depending on the players Um, top player obviously gets a wild ticket and a £60 store credit, there's £40 store credit for second place and then various other store credit prizes for third all the way down to tenth place There's sponsorship from That's No Moon, guys, that we haven't sorted yet, but we'll be announcing that soon. Um, There's a Best Painted Army Light Side, Best Painted Army Dark Side, and a Best Painted Single Miniature as well. Uh, So that is all happening on the bank holiday weekend of August uh, 26th and 27th. So you still get an extra day on Monday to, to chillax and relax after playing Two Days of Legion and to make it up to your other halves. Um, so that's the 26th and 27th of August at Wayland Games in uh in Hockley, Essex. Everything's on the Facebook page. And then there's also on the Saturday the 6th, just a quick plug, there's a charity skirmish tournament in uh at Marquee Models in Harlow. And this is being run by Thomas, um, who has always had some wacky ideas for tournaments and games. This one is a charity mayhem tournament where Every round will have slightly different crazy rules applied to it, and also mid mid game, um, Thomas will be shouting out ad hoc uh, mayhem rules to to switch up the gameplay a little bit. So yes, it is 500 points, Ollie, but there will be some uh, some some weird and wonderful and wacky rules. I will be there, Lila will be there. Uh, if you are the, get a few other kind of well known names around London and Southeast will be there. I say well known cockles is doing the old. Uh, I'm f- I'm fifty fifty at the
0: moment, just because of the old of the old life, and uh, family and things like that. Um, Kev, one for you actually. Just thinking about it, Hartley, uh, Essex. Uh, you could just literally get a ferry from where you are in Holland to Harwich, and uh, yeah, you're not the, you're not far away there, mate.
3: I'm not sure I could swing another uh, <laughs> overseas tournament at the moment. This is Got true. A few, a few lined up, well, especially,
1: especially as you're getting married this week. Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: A week Friday. A week Friday.
0: So, week Friday, Friday Kev gets married. uh, uh, But in terms of other. Kev
1: Kev gets married, and then what? The following weekend, goes goes back to England for the MKGT.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) We can all dream about being that lucky. I mean, to be fair, joke, we are. I am lucky. I'm a bit like that. But uh, yeah, we can all dream of that. That's a very, very. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Understanding. Understanding and tolerant partners.
2: I think Um, I played last year's MKGT the weekend after I got back from my honeymoon. So there we go. Oh, Oh, that's impressive. Uh,
0: I got away. I got away with, I got away playing last uh, LGT previously. And it was the week before my daughter's due date. Uh, So it's kind of like we'll play, but fortunately it's only like an hour. MK, MK to Cambridge. So it's kind of like, Oh, what's that? You're on it. Cool. I'll be on my way. Bye. Um, Anyway, Kev, uh, have you got anything in Europe that you might like to plug that is happening?
3: Yeah, there's a couple of tournaments coming up in, in the Netherlands, actually. So um, there's a, a, a new uh, tournament um, happening uh, on, I think it's the 5th, Saturday, the 5th of August in a game shop called Spell Quartier in Arnhem. Uh, it's, a, it's only a 14 player event. I think there was a couple of spaces left um there's their first star wars legion tournament so it's great to see another store starting to hold tournaments
0: uh, on that just because i wanted to actually ask you this question i was actually i was hoping to do a bit more into this but time and time constraints yeah. and life get in the way but I, I will dive into it very quickly but you're in so you're in you're in holland um obviously you're very close to germany the, the, you're
3: over the border netherlands i think you should call it the netherlands i
0: apologize. apologies you're in the netherlands um but uh so it's in, in, in the Star Wars Legion scene is in its. We we'll say it's in its infancy. I wouldn't say it's like non-existent. It's in its growing stage, shall we say? Obviously, how we, How are you exploded. finding? It's exploded. So what's it's going exploded. on? Tell us. Tell us what's going on over there.
2: That's
3: yeah, uh, when just after lockdown, when it opened up, you know, we were going to tournaments, and there would be seven or eight of us, um, the same faces, and I, I think you know a couple of the guys who who uh, participate, and I'd say. Once the lockdown really went, um, and things started getting advertised again, it really exploded. And I believe that in the Dutch or the Flemish speaking part of Belgium, there are not many tournaments as well. So actually in the Netherlands, we get most of the Flemish speaking Belgians coming as well. So, um, normally every month there's a, a tournament on the last Saturday of the month and, um, you've got to get in early to be able to get a spot because they they go and there's normally six or eight on standby. Um, that's mainly at, at a chain of shops called Tabletop Kingdom. Uh, they, they're the main place that, that does them in either Rotterdam or The Hague. Um, Spell Quartier, it's their first Legion tournament. And then once a year, um, uh, another guy who plays in, in the Tabletop Kingdom um, uh, Legion tournaments. He arranges a, a large one um, in a in a in a store called Mox Spellen in a town called. Get this, here Hugovaard Um, excuse me, what now? <laughs> here Hugovaard It's okay. about half an hour north of Amsterdam.
0: So, what you what what i what, what I'm hearing is we should nip over to Holland for a big night out. Play Legion, have a big night out, play more Legion the next day, is what I'm hearing.
3: Well, I don't know if any of you read the AMG release on all of the world qualifiers that were coming up, but in the notes at the bottom, it said, and a Netherlands one to be announced.
0: I goddamn hope that's next February or something like that, because... That would be right in my
3: wheelhouse, of budgets wise. <laughs> well, nobody I know knows anything about it, but it was it was on the bottom of the article from AMG, so we're all very excited about that. Hopefully, it does come off.
0: I'd love to go back over to Europe again and play some games. I, uh, when I went to Germany, it was brilliant, and obviously you had a great time, great night out with uh, the German guys and yourself, uh, and and obviously the Polish guys. Mickey was there as well, uh, but yeah, just um, couldn't recommend more to anyone who is a good who is a, a semi-serious and or a gamer who enjoys just playing games and meeting new people. It just just fun. It's just so much fun. Um, I wanted to go more into that, but we will go into it a bit more at a future date. Um, but shout-outs to our Dutch listeners and Belgian listeners uh, who um, have, have reacted very well to me invading the, their uh, Facebook group and telling them about our podcast. So thank you for your patience there. And anyth- By the way, anytime I put anything in your group and I use Google Trans and I put it in, in Belgium or, Belgian or Flemish or Dutch... Blame Google because that's the translation program. That's that's their fault. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so any events that you guys have over in the Netherlands or Belgium or Germany or Denmark or wherever, get in contact with us. Let us know. We'll plug it. We'll, we'll post it on Facebook and um, get things going on. The same with Australia as well. I know the rounds up by C Four guys are. Uh, um, we've had some banter with them. So yes, you've retained the Ashes, but you didn't win it yet. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Just, just for once, you'll, for once you can thank our awful, awful weather bastards. But never mind. <laughs> cool, um, Ollie. If anyone wants to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Uh, you can find me on the Legion Discord under CBT three dash. That's no moon. You can also message our Facebook page, and I will generally respond.
0: Uh, and Killy, should anyone, if you want them to, uh, want to contact you to talk about your paint jobs, which by the way will be a separate topic in another show. Um, okay. <laughs> Wait, uh, oh yeah you don't, you're in my sh- you're in my schedule mate don't you worry about that um where could where could they talk to you about that
2: uh on the that's the moon discord and the, the general legion discord i am killy dash ewok aficionado so if you have any um, ewok
0: questions he is the man there we go so there
2: and we go. on facebook you'll find me floating around the, the star wars legion uk and star wars legion uk Essex facebook groups as well
0: cool 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 and kev if anyone wants to uh contact you about ask about hearing you sing depeche mode uh, how do they do that
3: uh i'm on the legion discord under gerb g-e-r-b jones um i'm in all of the legion groups i think the netherlands the uk one um so uh kevin jones but there's like three million offers on that on, on facebook so yeah. uh, if uh,
0: if you that Kev is the man of many countries. Is <laughs> for this, oh, yeah. But um, and if you want, if you want to contact us, you can go that's no moon at gmail uh, You can find me Cockles Faulkner on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that, and all that jazz. Because I'm aware I say that a lot. I need to watch how often I say that these days. Um, again, reiterate anything you want to let us know. Uh, let us know we can plug it and all that jazz. Um, thank you for your support on Patreon. Um it, again can't do this without you guys. So to everyone who's on there, thank you. We love you. And uh, we'll see you at future events. And if you if you're if you're down there, I think Paul like Paul Puller came up and was like, Cockles, nice to meet you put face in that. I was like, nice to meet you, mate. How are you doing? That sort of thing. Didn't get a chance to chat as much as I would like to for some people, but uh, yes, thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much for listening to the show, and um yeah, see you in the next one and all that jazz. Bye-bye. You've been listening to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. To keep up to date with us, please like and follow us on Facebook, That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast, and Instagram, That's No Moon podcast.